Okay, people, welcome to Ask the Arb Microcast. Helping homeowners, developers, and architects get your planning back on track by demystifying tree surveys. Your host is Matt Harmsworth, so sit back and relax and let us help you get your planning back on track. Hi folks, Matt Harmsworth here, host of the Ask the Arb podcast, and today I want to talk to you about construction in London. So... I was um, I was having a conversation with a, a long-standing friend of mine who um, who moved down to London. Uh, he moved down there about I don't know three or four years ago, something like that. Uh, works in the city. He seems to be permanently stressed, always late home. His missus is always totally fed up. Really, really fast-paced life, but um, a really, really great guy. Very, very positive, and um, obviously, you know, the reward must more than put up for for the for the stress of it. But I tell you, I I can I couldn't be doing that. I couldn't be living. I couldn't be living that life. But it got me thinking about these city-centric applications. Um, we do an awful lot of work in the uh, Greater London area, and it seems from what I'm experiencing this end, that the local planning authorities are extremely overworked, um, extremely overstressed, and if there can be any excuse whatsoever to delay determining your application um, and buy themselves a bit of time, then they're going to do it. And I get it. I really do. I understand it. Um, we speak to tree officers an awful lot on the phone uh, and, and via email, and they're all good guys and women, and they're totally up against it all the time. Um, so, And they're also under ex- immense scrutiny as well. So one of the things that we keep seeing that usually means uh, costly delays is on extremely constrained sites. So we've been working with a woman, let's call her Sarah, um, in the London Borough of Westminster for about eight to nine months now, I suppose it is. And um, she's got a very, very constrained back garden with uh, really substantial boundary walls. They're double skinned. They go down below ground level, probably almost a metre in some instances. And her rear garden is set to uh, a courtyard. There's no access to the rear garden. The only access is through the property itself. So it's totally self-contained. Now, off-site, there is a large protected sycamore. This sycamore tree has been managed as a pollard. It's not particularly high quality or high value. It was most likely self-set or windblown. It's grown there over the years through a lack of maintenance and it does add something to the local area, but it's not a particularly high quality tree. It's been managed as a pollard because it's putting pressure on uh, on the adjacent building. So this woman, Sarah, put in her planning application for a for a rear extension and it came back as invalidated because there was a protected tree adjacent to the site. A tree survey hadn't been submitted and therefore she um, uh, was starting to experience delays and the project was getting kicked down the road. So off we went. Um, one of our guys went into went into London, went into Westminster, picked up the data on this tree, and was like, "Look, this is this is this is kind of a clear cut one here, Matt. Um, the tree is uh, eight meters away from the client's boundary wall. Um, it's constrained. It's in a very constrained rooting area. It's extremely unlikely, in my professional opinion, that there's going to be any root mass coming under the wall into the client's garden. I really don't think she's got any issues here." So uh, that was written up into the report. Uh, We constrained the RPA on the tree constraints plan, which shows where the root mass is likely to be to this uh, to this rear garden that was off site. 
and off we go. And we thought, okay, that's uh, that's a that's a fairly straightforward one. However, the tree officer wasn't prepared to um, accept our findings and wanted invasive investigations to be carried out on site to determine exactly where the root mass was. And the problem is with that is that obviously this was very invasive. The client's rear garden was completely set to very very thick flagstones which would have to be lifted up and uh, moved out of the way so that excavation could be carried out to determine whether there was any tree roots in her garden now normally the way that that would be done is with an air spade which is an awesome tool um, which displaces soil and exposes roots without damaging the roots uh, in any way shape or form the challenge being obviously it would be impossible to get an air spade into this rear garden so the issue here was that the tree officer wanted total evidential proof um, before they were happy to uh, to sign off special construction techniques in terms of mini piles and bridge foundations were out in this case because uh, the ground beams needed to be set down into the ground so the only way to do this to prove was to go back there to lift the flagstones and to excavate right next to the wall so really my takeaway from today is that if you are um, if you've got a, a very constrained development area and there's trees adjacent to it it is likely that the tree survey is not going to be a simple box tick exercise and that the local planning authority is going to require total and absolute evidential proof that there is no root mass within your uh, foundation or footprint area and really the only way to do that is to get your tree survey carried out early on in the process so that we can manage expectations we can manage the timeline of the project and give all the project stakeholders exactly the information that they need so that's all from me today if you are building in a major city and you've got a very constrained um, site remember total evidential proof is likely to be required know your outcome trees first not last i'll catch you on the next one